Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Weems podcast. We're so glad to have you listening in today. Before Carrie joins us in today's episode, we want to remind you that the best way to keep up with all the latest content being released by Carrie is to follow her on social media. She's on Instagram and Twitter, so follow her at Carrie Weems, and you can also find her on Facebook as well, and even comment to let us know how much you're enjoying the podcast and the teaching that Carrie has been bringing to all of us. And don't forget, you can always visit CarrieWeems.com to learn more about her and to see a full list of the books, curriculums, and resources that she has recently released. Thanks again for being with us, and we really hope you enjoy today's podcast. Hi, welcome to the Carrie Weems podcast. It's my very first one, and I'm super excited to uh, share it with all of you, and thanks for joining in. I'm very excited about the topic we're going to have today, Um, but before we get started, I just want to tell you a few things. First of all, if you follow me on other social media outlets like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, We're always releasing new content, new helpful stuff, things that you'll want to catch up on. So make sure you follow me on those outlets and uh, keep up with the latest and greatest content that I'm going to be releasing. And secondly, I want to tell you a little bit about what this podcast is going to be like because it's it's my first one and I want you to know what you're in for. But, um, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot about leadership and the practical side of leadership, not leading from the top, but kind of leading in the middle and the practical skills around that. Um, And then also just kind of, Anything else that I want to talk about that's on my mind, everything from theology to relationships to um, just practical life hacks that will help you be more efficient in your everyday life. So I hope you love it, and I hope you'll hang around with me as this journey continues and everything continues to evolve. And uh, what we're going to start off with is talking about one of my favorite subjects, which is emotional intelligence, or I'll refer to it as EQ over the course of this podcast, because um, emotional intelligence is a huge buzzword these days. It's something that is really hot right now in the leadership world. And um, it's also something that I think I like to refer to it as the secret sauce of all the skills that we have as leaders. You know, we have the ability to execute, we have the ability to get things done, we have the ability to influence. But the thing that kind of ties it all together for me is when someone has emotional intelligence. They understand how to, first of all, be aware of their own emotions, how to understand how their emotions are impacting the emotions of others. And I think the highest level would be to be able to access your emotions, to use them to influence people and situations. And especially leadership in the church world, this is super important. So uh, I have an incredible guest with me today, my very first guest. His name is Pastor John Wyatt. He oversees all staff development for Celebration Church. And um, he is sort of our, not sort of, he is our EQ expert on staff. He probably knows the most about it of anyone that we have on staff. And actually, full disclosure, I'm certified in EQI 2.0. And to be a practitioner to someone that can administer the assessment, you have to go through the assessment yourself. And I did go through the assessment and I have to say my scores were embarrassingly low. And so we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about that later on in the podcast. But uh, for right now, why don't you just, I want to introduce Pastor John to you. Thanks for being on with me today. John. My pleasure. So um, a couple of things. I like to do an icebreaker before we move forward. And I have something really interesting about John that I want to share with you. Um, you used to want to be a talk show host, right? Uh, I would say game show. Oh, game show, not talk game show. show. Game show host. Host. Like yeah. family feud type things? I or? was always fascinated by the Bob Barker microphones back <laughs> in the day, you know, on uh, The Price is Right. Uh, Pastor Chris Brooks always says I have the Monty Hall anointing. Yep. And uh, that carried me quite a ways in, in youth ministry and even for Sean, different things like yep. that. I always got to wear wigs and dress up and host <laughs> game shows for all of the fun things that we do. That sounds like my events. worst nightmare. 
I was very glad to hand that mantle off to the next generation <laughs> of youth pastors when they came up. So were you just interested? <laughs> was that just something that caught your attention because it seemed fun? It's always fun. Uh, I, my wife and I, um, we, we have a massive collection of costumes and wigs at our house. It's very funny. For every occasion. Wow. So uh, we would always, you know, for different characters, different skits and things that we do. My wife wanted, her dream was always to be on Saturday Night Live. So, oh, okay. you know, skits and comedy and things like that. Wow. Whenever we do things like that, we, uh, we get, like to go full character. So like costume parties and stuff. Absolutely. That's, your, that's right in your wheelhouse. Absolutely. And I, when I'm, I'm the person that goes to a costume party and wears a hat and goes as myself in a hat. Right. So, you know, <laughs> we're a little bit opposite on that. So I'm really glad you're here to talk with us about emotional intelligence. And this is really in your wheelhouse, right? Like you really, you really like coaching people on this. Yes. And I have what I wanted to know is um, specifically, how have you seen um, developing emotional intelligence skills help people in their leadership? Wow, so that's a great question. I, um, you know, I'm real passionate about it because it's been a real help to me. I like you, when I, when I took the assessment, I kind of score mid-zone, mid-range yeah. on, on, uh, on most of the different skills in emotional intelligence. And uh, you know me, real well. I'm, I'm very competitive. Mm -hmm. I couldn't understand why I would be low in certain skills. <laughs> and uh, that was unacceptable to me. So I wanted to master those skills. I wanted to learn more about why I was scoring low in different areas. And, and uh, because like you said, emotional intelligence can, can be developed. Yeah. It's something that you can, you know, you're, you're not naturally, you might be naturally a, a gifted one way or the other, have an aptitude to be naturally good at one of the skills mm -hmm. over another. But, uh, but every one of us can develop any one of them. Yeah. So uh, that's what I like about it a lot. Uh, it's not fixed, uh, like maybe like personality. Mm -hmm. When you study personality, you find out that it's, you know, nature over nurture. It's yeah. more what you're born with in your personality. And you can kind of flex in and out of your personality uh, with the skill set with emotional intelligence. Anyone can learn and anyone can grow. Yeah, and it helps news. you not just in your leadership, but in your, your marriage and your parenting. Uh, I think any of, anybody with kids definitely benefit from an emotional intelligence coaching. Yeah, talk it's, a little uh, bit about that because I think there might be people listening today that think, well, this, if this is for leaders, I don't really consider myself a leader. Mm -hmm. um, but how can it help the everyday person? How can the, just everyday person who doesn't think of themselves as a leader, think of a mom or, you know, whatever, staying home, how can, that, how can this help you in your everyday relationships? Right, well, um, emotional intelligence, it's a, like I said, it's a skill set. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's based on, you know, understanding and being able to manage, identify, direct your emotions, uh, how you feel about yourself, how you feel about your relationships, and then how you feel about the world around you. Yeah. So um, it, it doesn't necessarily just have to be a leadership skill or a leadership yeah. skill set. Um, and it's something that everyone can use. So uh, in, in the, the practicum that we're trained in, in, in uh, the EQI 2.0 from, from MHS. It sounds great, doesn't it? It's yeah, real yeah. Professional. professional. It's a psychometric instrument and very, you have to be uh, certified in it to coach. It, um, you know, it's, uh, it's broken down in such a way that you get a lot of detail. But uh, I love their book that goes with it. It really mm -hmm. summarizes a couple of the different skills that anybody can use. One of them to me is the difference between hot and cool emotions. Yeah. So um, that's one of those things that if you, you need to take away from the podcast anything, even if you don't go on to take the assessment, Yeah. Um, Understanding your emotions is really being able to identify when your emotions are starting to heat up, the temperature yeah. starting to rise internally before you really select a response. Uh, that's that a really good one from when you're parent for when you're parenting. Yes, and that's helped me a lot before <laughs> because when I realize if I can stop and find the space to step into, to like that waiting space, you mm -hmm. know, that split second where you can either react to something impulsively or you can step back and take stock of the situation, yep. if I can step back and say, I'm feeling angry because this, or because I think this, right? Um, 
it almost helps diffuse. It does. It helps diffuse the, the hot, the heat of that emotion in the moment by making me think more logically about it, just putting words around it, stepping back from it and looking at it objectively. So that's been something that I think has really helped me yeah. to, to control those intense emotions in the moment, you know? Yeah. And um, it's real simple. It's, it's not an advanced CEO leadership technique. It's, it's learning to identify when your emotions are heating up. Yeah. Just bite your tongue. Yeah. That's probably the one, the emotional intelligence, you know, tool that most people have probably heard of, you know, yeah. hey, just... Hey, count to 10. It's almost like a count to 10, to 10 kind of thing. Take a few deep breaths and with and parenting, before think, you speak. And with parenting, <laughs> you know? I think sometimes things set us off. And when you step back and look at it objectively, if you try to say, okay, I'm feeling uh, angry right now because, mm -hmm. and you start thinking, well, why is this thing actually making me angry? Like, it's not that this is so wrong or bad. Why is it bothering me? Sometimes just clarifying as parents, why, why does it bother me that my kid is leaving their room messy? You know, it's like, you, right. you know, as a parent, like, as an adult, I, you know, you're paying the rent. You're the, it's just, you feel disrespected, you know. It's, but really, why is it bothering you? And usually it's linked to some kind of worry, I think. Like yes. my kid's going to grow up, they're going to be irresponsible, or my, they're not going to know how to clean their own house, or am I creating lazy, am I parenting lazy kids? It might have something to do with the fear of failure on our part or worry about how they're going to turn out. Sure. So sometimes even learning to be in tune with what your emotions are. And I think that's in the, called emotional self-awareness, right? Yeah. It's, your own. it's an awareness of uh, your internal monologue. Yeah. Um, I know you're familiar with any of your uh, listeners, your readers, or your viewers are, are very familiar with uh, Brene Brown. Yeah. You know, she writes, actually, she's, um, she writes in, and she speaks on TED Talks and she yeah, writes on the her. topic. Love her I love what she says about it. You have, when you stop, you identify you're getting these hot emotions are, are starting to, temperature's heating up, the volume is turning up uh -huh. internally. Uh, the world isn't aware of it yet, but if you can learn to stop and, and ask yourself that question, you know, mm -hmm. what, what am I thinking right now that's yeah. leading me to feel this way? Yeah. That's the, a great tool that anybody can use in any application when you start to sense that you're getting hot. Whoa, wait, something has triggered my emotions. What am I telling myself yeah. that, that's causing me to feel this way? You know, our emotions are our responsibility. It's not someone else's responsibility to manage our emotions. It's mm -hmm. each one of us. And so, um, you know, other people can't make us angry. We allow ourselves to be angry. Other people can't make us depressed. We yeah. allow ourselves to become depressed. So when you're in tune with your emotions and you, and you realize that, hey, my inner monologue might be, hey, my child is making me upset. Wait a second, I'm getting hot here. You know, why? Well, I might be telling myself, man, I'm a, I'm, I'm a failure as a parent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. If they don't do this, I, I won't, they won't be successful in life if yeah. I don't teach them this. I can't let them get away with this or that this will lead to disaster. Yeah. You may be telling yourself things that really uh, may be rooted in a little bit of truth, but might be totally true. And I yeah. always think the spiritual side of that is, um, you know, when we're, our hearts are fixed on Jesus, when we're meditating on the Lord, we're meditating on truth. Yeah, that's true. You know, that's and good. the truth of the Word of God will calm us down in those situations if you let it. Yeah. So, hey, God, with all, God, all things are possible. You know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If we can really capture our, our emotions or that, that indicator, oh, man, my thought life has gotten away from me. Yeah. I need to get my, my mind, my thoughts back fixed on Jesus and calm myself down. Before I say something, I'm going to have to apologize later. Yes, exactly. Cool. Nobody likes to have to go back and mm -hmm. eat their words, but yeah. always better to do that than to leave it un unaddressed. Right. Um, just for people who aren't familiar with, with emotional intelligence and the way it's measured, can you really, in a simple way, uh, explain about the way it's set up, the building blocks of emotional intelligence, the realms, the mm -hmm. sure. subscales, and all Absolutely. that sort of thing? Well, there's, uh, if you Google it, you'll get... Basically, there are three different models of emotional intelligence mm -hmm. that are out there that are widely written about and widely studied over the last uh, you know, three or four decades. Uh, and uh, one of them is the uh, MHS, 
uh, by Ruben Baron is the name of the guy that mm -hmm. uh, that pioneered it and did and all this MHS, research into it. MHS is for uh, uh, Multi Health Systems. They're mm -hmm. a, a company that makes assessments. They have um, for uh, uh, for the field of psychology. They make thousands of different assessments. This is the one of the tools that they developed, okay. and it's built on this model by Dr. Ruben Baron. Um, he's one of the leading three people in the world over the last you know 40 years that's yeah. really pioneered study of emotional intelligence. Uh, all the models are similar, but his is built into five categories. Yeah. Uh, so self-perception, how you how you feel about yourself. Self-expression, yeah. how you are expressing your emotions and how they how you interact with the outside world based on how you feel. Yeah. Uh, interpersonal, so how your emotions are affecting your relationships. Oh, that that would be a good useful thing to know. Right. Right. Um, decision making uh, is another one. How your emotions play into your yeah. ability to make decisions and stress uh, stress tolerance. Okay. So you, when you're under pressure, when you're under stress, are you able to make good creative decisions? Good. Uh, those are the different categories, and each one of those has three different skills associated with it. So when you go through the assessment and the coaching that we build, it's based on one of the 15 skills that maybe you're scoring lower in. Uh -huh. You know, when you do the assessment, and you're like, this is an area of interest to me, or things are out of balance that shows up in the assessment. A coach, yep. an interpreter can, can help a, a client understand, this is what the tool is saying, and then start that line of questioning. Hey, what... What maybe is causing the score to go down in a certain area? Let's explore yeah. that some and see if we can come up with a, a way for you to grow, a plan for you to grow in that area. Yeah, so one of the things when they talk about, was it, is it stress tolerance? Sure. Where, with flexibility. Right. Right? So yeah. one, of the issue, one of the things about your level of stress tolerance is that the more flexible you can be in your approach to solving problems or getting things done, the higher your stress tolerance can be because it's not all hanging right on one pathway to getting things done. You can create options, creative ways. It, it helps with resilience as well, right? Right. And so can I just tell on you a little bit? You scored pretty well, low in flexibility. It's my lowest. You? It always has been. So it's like, <laughs> it's good on the one hand because we really like to have a plan and follow that plan mm -hmm. and get things done and be efficient. But when you overuse that, it can become inflexible. Like you can become inflexible internally. So how has, how has EQ, like learning about emotional intelligence, helped you with that? Yeah, it's... um. In, uh, in, in our church, being adaptable is probably the number one uh, skill. Being <laughs> flexible is probably the number one skill in our organization because we do an opportunistic um, uh, church. You know, mm -hmm. we follow God by faith, mm -hmm. you know, into the unknown sometimes. Yep. And so um, uh, adaptability, flexibility, absolutely critical. Otherwise, you'll be a stick in the mud. Yeah. When, when it's time to move the, the ball down the field, you'll be so stuck to your plans and your systems and your structure be married to the method that the mission will pass you. Yeah, that's good. That's so, a good um, uh, Flexibility is that ability to say, hey, you know, um, new information has come in. Yep. I'm going to compare it to what information I have. I'm going to scrap some of my plan and my information. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move forward in courage and confidence, you know, um, as opposed to, uh, I think, inflexibility can bring up, you know, feelings of fear. What if? Yeah. Hey, we've invested all this energy in this system. You know, let's not give up the system, yeah. you can become defensive is one when you're mm -hmm. lower in flexibility. So these are all things that... that um, I was very low in flexibility too. And I think defensiveness yeah. was often how that was expressed because Absolutely. I worked, I had a plan that I liked or I had a model of structure that I liked and I have really, you know, put a lot of thought into it and I tinkered with it and got it all perfect and then someone wants to just change it and I would become defensive over it. Um, and I had to learn to let that go. Like sure. it's not personal against me. It's just the fact that conditions have changed and especially at the higher levels of leadership, you really are responding to changing con conditions. And I think that can be difficult for people in the middle of organizations to understand sometimes. That's a big learning curve, I think, when you move from middle to higher levels that you're, 
you know, in the middle, you're, there's, there's a little bit more predictability. But up here, what you realize is people are dealing with ambiguity all the time and maybe absorbing it a little bit more from the, you know, the mid, the mid levels of any organization. So that was a big learning curve for me to have to go, okay, this is about responding to the changing conditions in a timely way so that opportunities don't pass us by. And I had to really learn flexibility, whereas before it was beneficial to me to go, this is the plan, we're sticking to it, we're delivering on time, on budget, you know, right. on, on plan. And so that was a, that was a big shift for yeah. me. So what are, some, what are some things that you did, practical things to help you become more flexible? Uh, it, again, it's that inner monologue. So when, when I sense that, um, and, and, and still this is not a, a, something I've perfected yeah. by any means, but um, I'm aware of it. Yeah. So I'm aware when I, I feel myself heating up, I can almost always tell it's because I'm being inflexible. And so I'll have to think through myself, am, am I being inflexible here? Is it time for me to yeah. adapt to the other ideas or the other opinions or, that are being brought in the meeting or in this you know, conversation? You know, I thought it was gonna go one way. My wife uh, is bringing new information. It's a, a conversation we're having. Yeah. You know, she's saying it's gonna go another way. I can either you know, defend the hill that I'm gonna die on. Yeah. No, we're not changing, we're doing this. Or I can find a mutually beneficial solution I know that what my wife needs is, is way more important than what I need. I'm a pretty simple guy. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I really like to flex into her world as much as I can. It's a very good plan. So, um, yeah, yeah, no doubt. <laughs> as a I wife, that, I approve that plan. <laughs> yeah, I would like to keep peace in our home is much more important to me than being right. Yeah. Right, so, mm -hmm. you know, making sure that my wife's opinions are heard, making sure that, um, you know, if she has uh, a preference that's over mine, mm -hmm. I, I would rather know what that is and flex into her world as much as I can because then when the opportunity comes and I really want... I want to get in my way. Yeah. I've got some equity there yeah, to draw exactly. from, as opposed yep. to always fighting for the getting things the way I want them. And I'm a very structured person at home too. I like yeah. scheduling. I like being organized. Uh, my wife is a little bit more free flowing. She would rather you know make decisions last minute, yeah. somewhere comfortable for her. So there's a tension there. Flexibility allows me to to navigate. That. And I think that often happens with marriages that some person who is very structured and by the book often becomes attracted to somebody who's a little bit more free flowing and you know a little bit more fly by the seat of your pants because it's exciting. But then when yeah. you're trying to do life together, together it can be, it, you know, it, it definitely sharpens you. It gives you an opportunity to grow if you embrace it. Yeah. So I call us compliments. We compliment each yeah, other. That's, that's a great way to think Very about it, compliments. Yeah. So I like to, always like to leave my listeners with an actionable step. I don't want to just give them ideas, but I want to give them something that they can follow through on, mm -hmm. something that they can put into action right now. And I bet that um, some people listening are like, well, I would really love to learn more about where I stand with emotional intelligence. I'd like to, I can see that it would benefit me in lots of different areas of my life to grow in this area. How could they, aside from emailing you and getting you to coach them, how could somebody listening right now get a hold of this assessment and, or some sort of assessment and get a baseline read on how they are, how they are with emotional intelligence? Sure, there's a lot of different options. Um, uh, you can go with, uh, there are a multitude of free online options, free mm -hmm. online assessments. Um, you get what you pay for. You know, the, uh, the instrument that we use is a clinical tool. It's a mm -hmm. psychometric instrument. It's very accurate and reliable, and uh, the results are valid. So you kind of get what you pay for. Yeah. So um, be prepared if you, if you do the free online assessment, if it doesn't really match up with what your life experience is. Yeah. Um, it could be, you know, there's error in the tool. I, I, I like it just even just the simple... Uh, decision that you could make. I'm, I'm going to work on this. I'm going to be more cognizant yeah. of my emotions. I'm going to start listening to, to the volume. When the volume goes up, when the yeah. heat turns on, I'm going to pause. I'm just yeah. going to press pause and wait and see maybe if I need to change my thinking. 
that, that practice will teach you emotional intelligence. Yeah. The assessments show you like numerical scores. They quantify that experience yeah. for you. So you can tell the difference between am I being inflexible or you know, is this a time when I need to be more assertive? Which yeah. is one of the other skills of emotional intelligence is being assertive, being able to say the right thing in the right way at the right time to get the right result. Yes, yeah. That's a skill of emotional intelligence. And that's like ninja level, when you can yeah. actually access your Man. emotions and use them at the right time yeah. for the right reasons and at the right strength. That's it. You know, Ooh. it's like you don't want them to, you don't want to take the lid off of the box and every demon comes flying out. You have, if, when you can release your emotions, but release them at the right strength level, that's like ninja level. Absolutely. That's very advanced, but, um, yeah. and, but you can grow into that. You Absolutely. really can. What, um, so you have, you found some good online free ones, but then also w w when we got certified, cause you were in my class sure. when we got yeah. certified, um, we took, we read a book and I think it was the EQ edge, right? Was Correct. it the EQ edge by Stephen, Stephen Stein, PhD. Dr. Book and Dr. Stein. Dr. Book and Dr. Stein. And if you buy this book, they, do they have a code in this book? Is this uh, the one they have a code? Not in that book. There, there are two books. The EQ Edge is the one that uh, is complementary to the assessment that we okay. coach in. And they have a, a second book with a, uh, if you buy the book, uh, the book is like 15 bucks and you get the free code mm -hmm. to take an assessment. So it's with. Emotional Intelligence 2.0. Uh -huh. And it's a smaller book. It's white. It has red letters. And the great thing about that particular book is that it explains emotion, like the skill that you're learning, but then it also gives you very, very practical steps and examples to apply it and to grow in those areas. So I would really recommend that. It yeah. does not test stress tolerance. That's the only drawback. It mm -hmm. only has the four things, but it'll it'll be a great start for people who are looking to grow in that area. Um, yeah. And so some of the free ones, I think you sent me one. So we'll put that up um, on our website or something. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll make sure that you can get the access to that. So you can, the one that we recommend if you're gonna go the free route. So, um, John, thanks for joining us My today pleasure. and sharing a lot with us, a lot of good stuff. And uh, next time what we're going to do, John is going to come back and um, we are going to talk about really, really a practical tool for that. But you talked about stepping back and looking at your emotions and taking the heat out of them a little bit, talk, yes. um, understanding what you're, what's driving those emotions. Okay. So next time we're going to get really practical with this tool for stepping back and looking at what is making you react the way you're reacting emotionally. So John's going to rejoin us again. And um, before you listen to next week's podcast, go ahead and go to the link in my bio and download the worksheet we'll be looking at next week. So you can kind of follow along with this. We're going to be talking about that tool by looking at the worksheet. And um, also you can go to my website, www.carryweems.com, and you can subscribe to my podcast so that you never miss an episode. And you can also follow me on Facebook, or you can listen to the Carrie Weems podcast playlist on our Celebration Church YouTube channel. So until next time, have a great week, and we'll see you again next week. Hey, thanks again for joining us here at the Carrie Weems podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love for you to share it with your friends and followers on social media. And don't forget, one of the best ways you can help us get the word out is to rate and review this podcast on iTunes. It's a simple and easy way that you can help us spread the word about the great teaching that Carrie has been sharing. Plus, if you would like Carrie to answer one of your questions in an upcoming episode, we would love to hear them. All you have to do is email them to us at info at Don't forget to follow on social media to stay up to date on all the latest resources that are releasing on Instagram and Twitter at Carrie Weems, or you can find Carrie on Facebook as well. And of course, for a full list of all the available books and resources, just visit CarrieWeems.com. Once again, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.